0: The following program is a PBS Wisconsin original production. Hi, I'm Angela Fitzgerald, and this is Why Race Matters. According to the CDC, black infants die at a higher rate in Wisconsin than any other state. Nationally, the death rate of black mothers is nearly three times as high as white women. These truths are horrifying. On this episode of Why Race Matters, we'll talk with certified doula Tracy Russell about her work. We'll discuss some of the stereotypes surrounding Black physical pain, as well as the importance of representation within the medical field. So join me as we explore Why Race Matters when we talk about Black maternal health. Hi, Tracy, and thank you for joining us today. Good afternoon. So tell us about your story and what has brought you to the profession that you're in
1: okay um well i'm a mother i am a nana two beautiful boys jason Jaden, and um throughout the years i have been actually volunteering as a doula not knowing that that's what i was doing and over the last three to five years i've gotten more involved um and the doula role and aspects of a doula and learning how significant it is. And so in researching history and looking at doulas and midwives and realizing that in our community, they were just so prominent, um, necessary um, at the time and realizing that they're needed and necessary even still today. And so I wanted to be able to be an asset to my community and to leave a legacy.
0: Mm, Okay. And so for those of us like myself who have not experienced a birthing process, what exactly is a doula and what's the distinction between a doula and a midwife? Like I follow some Instagram accounts, but I don't fully know the difference. Okay, so
1: a midwife would have more clinical services and can um, deliver a birth themselves, just like a doctor could. They could also do home births where a doula is support to the midwife and the doctor. So a doula would come in and support the mother, and it's a concentration around the mother, her pregnancy, her birth, whether it be um, during the birthing process, active birth, and sometimes even postpartum birth. So there are postpartum doulas as well.
0: Wow. So literally it, they're in support of the mom as she is giving birth? Yes. Okay. Yep. And is is she there during the entire like pregnancy process, or it could vary?
1: It could vary. Okay. Most people... Um, tend to get their doulas around three to four months within their pregnancy and that doula will stay until the mother births um, and goes into active labor and actually births. And then some doulas who are postpartum doulas will stay even after the birth um, for the mother for a period of time. So right now my focus is primarily on a birthing, so I would be considered a birthing doula and working on postpartum doula.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And so you've mentioned historically the significance of doulas and midwives. You said in our community. So tell us more about that. Like why in the black community specifically are doulas and midwives so crucial?
1: Um, the infant mortality rate with African American women, Latino, and just women of color um, has just significantly rise. Within our country, within our nation, it's, it's astounding how many mothers are losing their lives, are losing their babies. We're a great support, and unfortunately, as time has gone on, it's become a business um, within the medical field for mothers to give birth. And it's a natural process. Mothers aren't sick, um, and I think, unfortunately, it's, it's seen as a sickness. It, it isn't. Um, your body knows what to do when it's pregnant. And um, we want to support the mother through that change, through that transition.
0: And so why do you think there are these distinctions? You mentioned that um, infant mortality rates, even other like sort of pregnancy conditions, that there's disparities in terms of women of color, black women. Why do you think that is? Like, why are there these differences based on race and birth outcomes? Well, for
1: one... um Culture matters a lot. Um, Each woman's body is different. And culturally, there are differences between our bodies, how we handle pain, um, what we perceive as pain, and what people perceive as pain from us. So to give you an example, I had a mom um, who was in pain and the perception from the nursing staff was that she wasn't in as much pain as she was because she didn't project how they they thought in their mind that she should or that she would. So she's internalizing the pain. I see the tension in her face, but because she like again, because of what they think pain should sound like, act like they're like oh but but you're good you can you can handle this and you know you can you can do this without pain or they go to the extreme and do an epidural and so with an epidural you can have a longer labor because the mother is basically numb from the waist down at that point so then that changes what type of labor that you know the mother will have And um, what doulas want to do is we want to support the mother to have the best birthing experience that she wants to have. And if that's a natural birth, then we want to help her do that. So there's walking you can do, there's, you know, steps you can do, there's massages you can do to allow the mother's body to just gradually go into active birth where she can have the birth that she wants. And if she needs medication, what mild medications can she have? So it's about being informed, too, and helping the mother be informed to make the best decision for herself at that time.
0: Hmm. And so you raise a good point about basically the medical industry. It's a business, right? Mm -hmm. And so decisions might be made during the birthing process that aren't necessarily of most benefit to the mom and the infant, but more like, okay, we got to get you in and out. So how we can do that in the most efficient way possible may not be what the mother wants, which is where it sounds like the doula steps in in an advocacy role. Do you think there are other factors, too, in place that might be contributing to these differences? And I understand that in Wisconsin, too, like we're leading the nation and not in a good way in exactly. terms of like infant mortality rates for black women. Do you, can you speak at all to that?
1: So I think I think there's there's twofolds um, because it's been taken out of the community and commercialized. Not a lot of women are familiar with the roles of a doula or the roles of, of midwives for that, or even recognize that that's an option. So it's about educating our people. It's about educating the community that here are other options. Um, it's also about educating women, again, about their bodies. You know, we, we are working machines um, and combating the fears of, of birth um, because Unfortunately, a lot of women, you know, hear about hard births and, and it frightens them, you know. So you got to come back that fear. You got to come back again, like you said, you know, the financial situation and whether or not that doula will be even accepted within that hospital to come in with the birthing mother. Um, during COVID has changed a lot of that. Um, and so mothers had to choose between their doula and their birthing, you know, partner. So their, their spouse. So it was either or. Um, and then there was a time where they were like, the doula can't come in at all. <laughs> um, and so then you, you've had all of this support and then you go in and you're alone birthing. And um, it's, it's already can be stressful as it is. And then it's even more stress because you don't have that support, you know, that you that you initially had. So there's a lot of things, I think, that's working um, against the support of the mother but that could be changed and that could be easily changed um, if we just put some effort into seeing it again as a team effort. I don't want, you know, the doctors to feel or a midwife to feel that I'm competing, but I'm part of the team with them when I come in. And the doctors can't be there all the time. The nurse can't be there all the time. The nurse has got to go out and they got a chart or they may have another mother that's in labor. You know, I'm with that mother. The whole time until she delivers. So I'm able to give her ice chips. I'm able to help her, you know, relax. I'm able to help her do her breathing. Um, That support in of itself, no matter what the birthing outcome ends up being is where the mother has a better birthing experience. And it, it really helps an in infant mortality rate right? because if she's experiencing pain, I could help advocate for her on that. I could help her understand if the doctor's saying, you know what, things have changed and you know you may really need to do more medicine or you may even have to have a C-section. These are conversations that she could work through and have with me and her family someone that's in her ear, in her corner that she trusts that helps her make that decision.
0: In thinking more about the disparity side of things, Tracy, I'm wondering if you can unpack some more about like what that means and how that may be playing out in Wisconsin because it's so layered, right? When we think about access to doulas, there's a financial piece to that. Yes. And the financial piece plays out in other ways, like general access to healthcare, diet, where you live, air quality. But even when we take that part of the argument away, we're still seeing disparities among black women. Like you've had Serena Williams, Beyonce, like others where that's not an issue, still having stories similar to black women who are maybe have more financial challenges. So what do you think, in your opinion, from a professional standpoint, like, what is it like, what is the undercurrent that is driving this trend? Okay. I think it's cultural.
1: Um, again, there's an assumption, um, that we can handle pain, that we don't experience pain the same way. Um, That we're less educated, like you said, even to have Serena Williams to, you know, experience what she did. And you have to realize each individual person, whether you're pregnant or not, is different. What a doctor needs to take in account, what a midwife needs to take in account, what doulas need to take into account, is that each mom is going to be different. How she handles pain, different. And she knows her body. You know, so when I come in to meet with a mother, the first thing I want to ask is, how do you feel? how are you feeling? How does this pregnancy feel to you? And if you're getting a sense that something may be wrong, then we need to explore that. So from my understanding, you know, you mentioned Serena Room. she said, I don't feel good. This is what I think is happening. And she wasn't heard, you know, so that's why I keep on speaking about it has to be a team effect. You have to listen to the mother. We want to make sure that the mother is being heard. We want to make sure that you're listening to what she's saying, her body is experiencing and what she's going through. You know, we go through, we've gone through, and now um, you go into the hospital, it's, you know, you lay back in the bed, you, you know, you're, and I don't want to get too graphic. You're, you're sitting a certain way, right? you know, Um it's okay to stand up. It's okay to
0: squat. It's I was going to say I think in other countries, right? It's like yes, a different position. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah. we grab like gravity-wise. It's not even supportive of how Yeah. it should happen.
1: It's, it's yes. It's yeah, you're exactly right. You you know we ain't liking it to going to the bathroom. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean that works, right? <laughs> But that's not how, again, like the system is set up. Exactly. It's set up for you to be in the bed. um, And we know moms need to be active. You know, it, it, you, it needs to be active so the body can know that it's, it's working. It's working to help to get this baby out. So the more you lay in the bed, the harder it is that your labor is going to be. We want to get the mom up and moving and active. And, you know, that position may not work for the mother to just sit up in the bed like that, you know. Um, and she may need to squat. She may need to, you know, lift a leg up. And, and that's okay. And that's natural. Um, so I think part of the... Just given the disparities that we have within our healthcare systems and, and what we get is part of it. But we also are not listening to the patients more. We're not listening. We, we need to take the knowledge that the doctors have of the books and the knowledge that I know of my body that I've been with all my life.
0: <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, if you're already approaching your patient as one that you said, has less knowledge than you. And we think about like the history, especially of black Americans in this country, how we historically like not been listened to when it comes to like our care, not been cared about, period, Mm -hmm. much less listened to. And even how the gynecological field was, came out of work that was done on black women with no anesthesia, like our pain levels, like who cares? Right. And so we are seeing manifestations of that continue in a way that's really harming our health and infant health. And so there has to, be some changes, right? And so exactly. it sounds like the doula being there is a part of it, but also who else is in the room? I think it's exactly. that representation part. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you are connecting culturally with your patient, then you understanding of different ways in which they may express pain. Exactly. And then you're able to attend to those needs as opposed to like, I don't register that that's painful. So I'm going to keep doing business as usual. And that could result in some negative outcomes. So I feel like all of that goes in together. So it's not like just a one size It's all sorts of sort of approach, but it sounds like doulas are one step towards. Well, and it takes time.
1: And so we have the time, like I said, to be there. The doctors, the nurses have other patients charting to do other mothers that may be delivering. So they don't have the time to put in that a doula does to be there with that mother through that entire birthing experience. And one mother may be in labor 10 hours. One may be in labor for five one may be 15 or 20, you know, and her I active commend. labor, yeah, her active labor, <laughs> Continue, I'm just that her, amount of time, her active labor, you know, maybe four hours or five hours. Some mothers could push for an hour, you know, or could be pushing for two hours and second births are typically easier, you know, but it's it's time consuming. Um, and you may not have that time, you know, or the doctor or the nurse may not feel as though you have that time when you go in. And additionally, if you are in labor that, that long and you're in a hospital setting, they may have changed shifts by then. So wow. now you have a whole new staff, a that's whole a new good nurse point. that's coming in, right? So you've, you've started gelling with this one nurse mm-hmm. and then they're gone. gone. You know, my shift Our is heat. done. Our heat, your doula's not gone. Your doula is there with you still, you know, and until baby is in your arms, your, your doula is there. Um, and also just the, the importance of, you know, having that mother have that skin-to-skin contact with that baby. You know, we traditionally Take the baby away, clean the baby up and do and what we're finding is mom and baby need that skin to skin. They need that contact, you know, that bonding. Um, is significant in the life of the baby and the health of the baby and the connection for the baby and the mother. And just to see a baby, you know, smell its mother, or look up at its mother for the first time. I'm about to cry.
0: Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's
1: it's just, you know, beautiful and you're you're interrupting that process that's so natural to have for a mother, and so um, my goal is that, like I said, that mothers will have the best birthing experience that they can and that they want for themselves, based off of their culture, their needs, their
0: wants, and their desires. And I understand, given that, that that's your intention behind how you support mothers. There's a particular demographic within the, the larger group that you want to focus on specifically. Yes. So can you tell us about yes. that? Yes.
1: Um, I'm just, for, well, for one, it's, it's twofold. One is teen pregnancy. Um, I don't feel as though that a lot of teenage moms get the care that, um, in addition to already, they're combating the care that we would receive in our communities because they're young. Um, and just because you're a young mom and a young teenager that's having a baby doesn't mean that you don't deserve a doula as well. Doesn't mean that you don't deserve the best birthing experience, you know, as well. And I may need to spend a little bit more time with you because you, you don't understand. You're you're excited or you're scared, you're nervous, or you're all of it, you know? And so you're just like in a doula, what? And then this, and a lot of teenagers may not know even what their body's going through as they're pregnant. So I want to be there to support even that teenage mom that this is a beautiful thing and it's okay, you know, and however anyone perceives how you got to where you are doesn't matter. You're about to be a mom, you know, and you deserve the right to have the best experience as you can as well as a mom. So, um, that's, that's one of my passions. You know, um, one of the areas I want to specifically address is, is teen pregnancies. Um, because I found that a lot of teenagers that, um, I have mentored, um, who've become young adults or teens have all had cesareans. Um, one in particular, I'll share with you a story of a young lady because she was in so much pain and making so much noise that they were like, you know, this is, probably the best option for you because you just can't handle being in birth and I'm like but if a doula was there to teach her breathing techniques to massage her to you know help her you know yeah it would have been different to help her get to give her tools that would help her with her birthing and with her pain now would she still had a cesarean maybe Maybe not, but we don't know because she didn't have, you know... She didn't have those options. She
0: didn't have those options. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like the listening part might be even more important for teenagers because thinking about healthcare professionals, seeing them is like, oh, you're a kid. Like, I absolutely know more than you, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to make the decisions if there is no one else in the room advocating for it.
1: Well, and then, you know, in all honesty, we're either... Culturally, we're one of two things. We're believing totally what the doctor's saying because... They're the doctors, right? right? They're the experts. At, They've gone they, to school they, for all these they're years. The experts. Right. Um, and or we're fearful because what we have experienced throughout our culture with doctors and how we're being treated. And then that anxiety comes in and then you respond to that and then they respond back to you. And then before you know it, you're in a situation where you didn't want that to happen. All best, based off of perceptions, as opposed to a clean slate and coming in and seeing me as an individual, as a person, you know, taking my culture in hand, but mm-hmm. are you culturally competent? Mm. That's a good question. And, and that matters. Right. To be culturally competent matters in any form of medical care, any form of medical care. And I feel as though that's so much more important that we get back to that because our mothers and children are dying. Uh, and, and it's not making news. This should be, not, it, I mean, we are in
0: crises. Like a crisis mode, yeah. And
1: a lot of people don't know that. Hmm. They don't know that.
0: Um, you've mentioned a couple of times about cesareans and those being, like, the decision of the medical professional and not necessarily the decision of the mom. But can you, for those of us who don't know, can you explain, like, why, like, why that matters, right? Why the fact that a cesarean was chosen over maybe, like, a vaginal birth why that matters in the conversation of health disparities, infant mortality, all of that?
1: Well, I mean, it's surgery, right? I had cesareans with my children. Um, And I thank God for that. And I thank God for the medical staff. Um, But I don't know if it would have been different had I had a doula there that would have been able to help me with my birth in a different way. I'll never know that, it's already happened. Some cesareans are necessary. They really are to save the life of the mother or the child. Um, But what we want to do is we want to make sure that it's at the point that it's necessary and not because the mother's been birthing too long, because another team has come in, because there's other moms that's in labor, because of COVID and we need to keep everybody spaced out and and the timing and so many mothers in labor room at the same, you know, so, so I'm not against cesarean sections. Um, but we do want to make sure that, you know, they are safe, but th- it is surgery. It's a major surgery. And so your recovery is different. Um, cesarean, with cesarean, um, it's, it's an operation. You go in a room, your, your body responds different. Your recovery after that is different. You're limited on some of the things that you can do with your baby after cesareans. They are finally open now more to even having a skin to skin with a cesarean. Um, but you have to be even more careful with that because the mother is open. It's like an open wound, you know, at that point um, for mom and baby. So I don't want you know to put out there that I'm against them. Um, like I said, there they are a godsend. There are individuals who wouldn't have been able to have their children without cesareans. But what we want to do is not have unnecessary cesareans because the staff is rushed, because the the mother is in pain. No one can handle you know her being in pain. Um, so education is the key and teamwork is the key so that everyone is on one, one accord and that if you do say to the mother that she has to have a cesarean, she fully understands her options and why the cesarean is needed. Right.
0: Absolutely. You're right. So not leaning towards an unnecessary surgery and for a specific group of women more likely um, for the reasons that you've already stated. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, if, if your doctor, like I said, typically comes in and tells you this and you have no prior knowledge of a cesarean or even no prior, prior knowledge of your birth and that what you're experiencing, you know, is, is natural and happening in birth. You're just going to go along with what the doctor says
0: because you've not been educated. Right. And that could create extra anxiety and stress on top of the stress of like, I'm having a baby and now I'm going to be undergoing surgery that I did not anticipate needing and like all of that. So absolutely. Okay. Thank you for adding that piece. <laughs> that piece, and I just wanted to make sure that, you know, our audience understood that. And so in terms of those who are watching this conversation, who either can relate absolutely to the stories that you shared or who are like, I'm hearing about this for the first time. I didn't know this was an issue, much less in our state that we are like higher than the nation in terms of infant mortality rates. How many of us know that? Like where is that statistic being played out? So for those who are in either camp, either learning for the first time that this is an issue or potentially like yes, I've experienced that. Like what do you want them to take away from what we're what you've shared? I think
1: we need to specifically I'm going to speak specifically to Wisconsin. Um, we need to make sure that we're getting out there, foot on the ground, having conversations, um, and allowing people and showing people alternatives um, to healthcare broad, um, but specifically to moms and doulas that um, there are midwives out there, there are doulas out there, this is an option, um, and really push for. Um, doulas to be able to use the insurance so mothers won't see another financial strain. We should be, uh, and I just can't say this enough, we should be part of that that clinical care. That should be an option for every mother, for every mother. And I believe that's a way that we can combat the infant mortality. And it needs to be women of color it needs to be latino women african-american women asian women you you need to see someone that looks like you that can relate to your culture as well as explain to you about the birthing process and be there to support you so you can have that option and so i'm not saying that the dominant culture shouldn't be there but what i am saying is it needs to be an option if if you look up and look for that now you're you're like you said, I, I didn't even know this was in existence. We're not known. Or you don't see anyone that looks like
0: you. And you should be able to have that option. Absolutely. Especially in a state like Wisconsin, where we are the numbers that we are statistically. But having that representation, that familiar face, that shared culture during that particular part, moment of your life, that there's this health care need, beautiful moment, having that person there. And I get a lot of people that, that say, you know, why? Warmer.
1: Why? You know, it's like, well, why should I pay for a doula or why? You know, um, less stress can help to combat um, fears that you you may have um, can be your coach and your advocate. You know, with family and friends, as well as for your birthing partner, for the the dad that's there, the mom that's there, you know, um, the grandma, the nana, whoever else you know you have on your team that's there to support you. We're we're there to support them as well. Um, so to to really get back to a holistic approach, not just in birth but in everything that we do, but especially within healthcare that
0: relates to our community. I appreciate you being there for that reason. You're making my job easier as a part of the birthing team. Exactly, exactly. Thank you so much for your time today, Tracy. Thank you. The birth of a child is a time for celebration. But for Black women, it comes with risk. Racial disparities in birthing complications and deaths have persisted over time. The sooner we address why race matters when we talk about maternal health, the sooner we, as a society, work to fix it. For more info on why race matters, and to hear and watch other episodes, visit us online at pbswisconsin.org slash whyracematters. Funding for Why Race Matters is provided by CUNA Mutual Group, Park Bank, Alliant Energy, Madison Museum of Contemporary Art, Focus Fund for Wisconsin Programming, and Friends of PBS Wisconsin.